Yo, this is the Coach and Cole podcast. We in the South, we in the West, we in the North. It's an international conversation. It's logical and convincing. And the standards and rules only apply to those that get down in today's society. If you with it, let's get it. Welcome back to the Coach and Cole podcast. This episode is what we like to call the Coach and Cole check-in. It's an opportunity to take a break from the regular programming and discussion topics and check in with our host about what's the latest with them personally. We'll delve into what's going on in such tumultuous time in our nation. What's the latest in our households, families, birthdays, and the upcoming holiday season. Let's get into it. Now, normally um, during our episodes, we always begin with the uh, definition from the urban dictionary, but today, this episode, episode will not include our traditional definition from our favorite urban dictionary. We'll just spend some time talking about the spike in COVID-19 cases and deaths, the Senate runoff in Georgia, the incoming presidential administration and the one who won't concede, and et cetera, whatever, whatever we uh, decide to talk about. So, see ya. It's good to see you again. What's going on with you today? Nothing much. Just Sunday, and uh, nothing's really going on. Well, uh, something's going on because you just celebrated a a, a birthday, and and um, really excited to hear about how that went. You don't have to get into too, too much detail, but do you feel younger, older, wiser? I mean, a, a birthday is just another day to me, so it's not it's not a it's not a big deal. Everyone gets one every year. I mean, COVID obviously was slightly different since you're just stuck inside. But right. I mean, people recognized it. It was nice to know people cared, but it's just another day. So was it? I don't feel any older. Or... I mean, it's one day more than the day before. So it doesn't right. feel any different to me. Right. Well, maybe, like you said, then it turned into a, a virtual birthday more than an opportunity to celebrate. I know my birthday was back in June. So that's obviously in, in COVID as well. And I just remember it being really a virtual birthday. Nobody got together for dinner. No one did, you know, any any uh, festivities. There was no going out to clubs or anything like that. Did you um, did you find that different than how you normally celebrate? No, because I don't make a big deal out of it. No, I don't make a big deal out of it. I mean, I think people around me make more of a deal out of it than than I do. So. I got lots of edible arrangements and bouquets of flowers and balloons and coffee and cakes and all kinds of stuff. I mean, people did things for me, but I didn't, right. I didn't say, Hey, look at me. It's my birthday. Of course. You know? Of course. That's not your style anyway. So, um, so we, I mean, a lot of this going on right now. I mean, we, we've, uh, you know, since we talked last or since we did a, a, a check-in like this, um, we had a new, you know, obviously the, the election passed um, earlier this month. We had uh, we're dealing with now a a uh, president that won't concede 
and a new administration revving up to get started. And we're like 40 days, I think, out between now and, and new administration. What do you think about this this uh, current situation, which is pretty unprecedented, where we have, uh, you know, incoming administration who hasn't been uh, properly, um, I guess, certified yet or, or at least recognized by the outgoing presidential uh, administration and, you know, and the new one coming in the way it is right now? Well, I've said it before. We've talked about it before um, on democracy, hypocrisy. He doesn't have to concede. That's right. a made up. That's a made up courtesy that other presidents have done to other presidents. There has been one other contentious turnover. And I think in American history where a, a president didn't really choose to concede. So, I mean, I think they ended up doing it, but I don't, I don't think there's any, I mean, you don't have to, if you don't want to, I mean, he's acting like a narcissist the way he has behaved before. So I don't think anybody should be surprised by that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he doesn't have to concede and everybody needs to stop waiting for him to do that. He's, that's not who this particular individual is. So let's not give him any more energy. Let's just move on with it. <laughs> right. I think that, I think the thing that, that, um, and I, and I agree with you. I mean, it's, it, to me, it's becoming less and less about him and more and more about what, you know, what happens next and what's going on in the country. I think the thing that, that concerns me though, is what I'm seeing out there with his supporting his supporters. Um, just a couple days ago, uh, one of the election officials in Georgia went on a, you know, pretty much a rant about the fact that the secretary of state, the, um, you know, a lot of people in the, um, in the voting, um, you know, registrars or whatever that, that whole kind of their organization that's, that's certifying the votes. Um, these people are getting death threats, like legitimate death threats. And you have a whole, you know, we had the, the MAGA, um, March, I think, on Washington, D.C. a few weeks ago and just in Georgia right now, because we're going through this runoff, um, we're seeing, you know, people are, are really like threatening civil war if if it's not overturned and, and Trump is, uh, is, you know, stays in office. So what do you I think? I think that's that that's going to no, it's going to die. You think, fizzle, you think it'll fizzle out? It's it's going to fizzle out. I mean, after Hillary didn't win, we all marched. I marched in the women's march the mm. right after she didn't win. You know, there's hundreds of thousands of people from coast to coast in the streets, you know, upset the fact that she didn't win when she won the popular vote. I think right. the thing is, is that his charged rhetoric that's given rise to uh, the type of um, behavior we've seen in the last four years um, it has to die down and it has to go to the back and it won't for a bit because he's still trying to uh, be a narcissist about not wanting to be a loser, loser because he's hated anyone who's a loser. So of course he can't go out saying he's accepted it. Although there, they have caught speeches and um, things that he said inside the white house that indicate that he knows that he has not won this election um, so he realizes it. He, I, I'm part of the Instagram White House, um, uh, you know, picture thing. And, and he's, right. you can say, see, he could, he knows he's lost at this point. Right. He's, but 
everyone has to remember that he's still raising money for himself and his future campaigns. And um, this particular president, although I think most presidents in their first term are highly pressured to um, continue to run pretty much, um, especially two years after they're in office, they usually start rerunning for the next Mm -hmm. reelection, but he never stopped running. He always held rallies throughout the four years. So I don't really think he's going to completely go away. The thing is though, Trump is old. He's, he's Mm -hmm. pretty old here. And he may, he said he's coming back to run in four years. He may not have the energy to do that. Then we don't know. We don't know what his health will be like. We don't know if he really wants this kind of heat. And what's troubling to me and what I don't really get is this time in history, like, why do you want all these kind of problems? You haven't been able to solve them. You know, I mean, I, I mean, I don't even know why Biden wants this kind of problem. because yeah. it, it seems quite challenging the time in well, history that we're in. Yeah. And that's that's interesting that you talk about age, because um, I think Biden is, what, four years older than Trump, something like that. Right. So if He'll Trump be 75 in. Yeah. Um, so if Trump comes comes back in four years and go uh, from now, if he goes comes back and, uh, you know, runs well, starting two years from now, um, he'll be about the same age as Biden if he was ever to win, which I don't think would ever happen. But we well, Biden's in a lot better thing. shape, shape than Trump. That's true. That's true. His body is in a lot better shape. So I, I don't know that. I mean, although it'd be good and we no, I don't wish any ill on anyone, but right. you don't know how his health will progress in the next, you know, couple of years. His brother just passed away. If you remember, right. um, you know, he, we don't know what he'll be like. He doesn't seem like he has the greatest diet. Yeah. Um, he obviously golfs a lot. So he gets some exercise quite frequently, but you don't know what his health will be. And the way that he's running, the way that they have to run it, it, I mean, that's exhausting for anyone. I mean, I go to sleep at nine. I don't know about them, but (laughs) that seems like it's, it's pretty grueling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 24 seven thing. Um, But I think going back to, like I said, and and I think you're kind of echoed a little bit of the concern, uh, although you think that it's going to fizzle out, I'm not seeing it fizzling out. Um, as far as his supporters being up in arms and ramped up and and excited about um, this whole, you know, stop the steel movement and and this, you know, this MAGA movement. I mean, I just saw in Georgia last night a rally that he just had in Valdosta, Georgia, which was, you know, he had at least a couple thousand um, people out there in the cold at night that were, you know, still still revved up ready to go. And like I said, I think even more than just the the rhetoric and the people out there supporting him because he's able to, you know, he's been able to ramp up support and, you know, to the tune of, I think you even started to mention um, like $200 million over the last, over the weekend even. Um, but I think that, you know, like I said, my concern is these people who are, who are, you know, the forever Trumpers and are like really, you know, if this I mean, nobody turned over, we're getting ready to get busy. No, I don't think they're going to get busy. I think you're feeding a little bit into like brighter, broader fears. I think there's other, I think there are Trumpers who are wanting to do too much because they were on the far 
extreme right, or they were part of the Ku Klux Klan, or they're part of the white nationalists, or they were already that kind of person. But there are Trump supporters that are not part of that, even if they support Trump. Also, we there's no inauguration. It hasn't happened yet. So they still think that there potentially could be a chance. The So they're going to still be energized. The, I'm sorry, which he did just say at the at the rally last night um, that he was still going to be president after January. I mean, hogwash. (laughs) I mean, it it doesn't really matter, but I think what's more dangerous, and I think we've said this before, is that Mm -hmm. if you continue to support this type of deniability of elections, you're not hurting necessarily this particular situation with Biden and Harris. What you're hurting is democracy going forward because it's not you're helping to dismantle a system that you then try to sometimes say you believe in, such as when you wanted Amy Cohen Barrett to be part of the Supreme court, because that was part of a system that you said you believed in and that there was no rules against putting somebody in a new justice seat once it had been vacated 25 days before an election. So you can't pick which side of democracy you want to live on. Um, Trump does need to keep, fueling his financial situation. And I do get the emails like I've stated before. And it Mm -hmm. says at the bottom in a disclaimer that not all the funds will go to his reelection, his reelection campaign, nor will it go for him fighting the legal defense against him, um, you know, and and the voting fraud. And also his lawyers keep have kept making claims that ended up largely getting um, dismissed, not even making it up to a point where it can get to the Supreme Court. Because if you get dismissed, it's not the same as you appealing, right? Mm-hmm. If something gets dismissed, it didn't even make it through court. It just got dismissed. It's out of there. So, and they never claim fraud once they get in court. They never are claiming fraud. They're claiming other things like, you know, um, the voting, the the way that the voting machines were tallying the votes, right. uh, there was a problem with the voting machines, and that you should be able you should be able to get rid of that kind of voting machine. They're not saying it was fraud in any way. They're just basically right. saying that there's other things that should be looked into, or in Pennsylvania that the observer didn't get to get close enough to view if if something fraudulent was going on, but with no real claim or no proof of fraud. So a lot of the judges, whether they're Republican or Democrat, are having a hard time with not having any evidence, because if you start dismantling democracy and then you start dismantling the justice system and then you start dismantling you know the, the voting systems you start um these secretary of state in in georgia's republican if you start then going against your own party that has supported you up to this moment i mean what are you really standing for is everybody that's against you or is that for you that's just there everybody's a problem so yeah. i think it's just more People need to pay attention to the fact that whatever side you stand on, you have that side, you have to stand on that side legitimately. So if you're for democracy or you're for the Constitution or you're for the Bill of Rights, then when it's against you, you also have to be for it. You can't be one way and then a flip flopper when it doesn't work out your way. And I think that they are conveniently always wanting to retell the story. The thing I hope happens after they're gone is that we return to some more type of normalcy and more fact-checking. And I think 
uh, legitimately, I don't watch the news anymore because I find that the news has gone away from legitimacy and they're more opinionated. And I think they got to a point, and I think we saw this happening before this administration, where people were saying that news people were too stiff and we wanted them to show their real personalities. And as a result of that, you got real personalities that had a lot of opinions that necessarily weren't necessarily facts and didn't really require all kinds of fact checking. And they kind of went away from that. If they had guests on that said incorrect facts, sometimes they would check them, sometimes they wouldn't. So I'm really hoping we go back to some kind of decency, normalcy, and some of the truth starts to prevail again, because otherwise, um, I do think it can get very confusing going forward. I don't think they're good. They may have some civil unrest mm-hmm. on their side, but it's not going to be a civil war because I don't think enough people are going to go with them to the extreme measures in which they want to go. Do you think that, you know, I mean, we we, we experienced um, for a, a good period of time, and I think you know, one of the benefits of COVID was that people were shut in. But, you know, prior to that, we were seeing, you know, kind of back to backs mass shootings and, you know, and, and that kind of thing. Do you think that maybe if if there is not uh, a necessary civil unrest, you think we might see an uptick in in that kind of thing? Or you think, like you said, that it'll they'll kind of crawl back into their their holes and, and you know, I guess plot their next their next move over the next however many years? Well, mass shootings are a product of us not dealing with mental health issues in this in this country. I don't think mass shootings are necessarily just a result of angry white nationalists. I think there's but a lot every, of reasons. But, but almost every mass shooting has been from angry white nationalists. They're not white nationalists. They're not all white nationalists, but they're all, a majority of them are white. That is true. There has there has been an African in Washington D.C. There were two African American. One, yeah, you go, yeah, the one, okay, that, the so, one that we know of that were that was African American. That was more of a serial killing. That wasn't a that wasn't a mass was, shooting. I I'm mean, it was Vegas. all I'm over, talking about. I'm talking it was a about serial South Carolina. I'm talking about. He was he was sniping, but regardless, all of the shooters have been they have been products of mental health issues. There was also. Uh, Christopher Dorm Dorm Dorman or Dornan. Uh-huh. Dorm. Mm-hmm. He was shooting people randomly as well. Mass shootings in schools, te- technically, a lot of them have been people who have had past issues with mental illness. People, there was one in the bar up in Burbank or somewhere up here mm-hmm. in California. Mm-hmm. Also, he had mental illness postpartum. I mean, not postpartum. Um, uh, PTSD from um, the military, largely. It's connected to mental health issues that are either not dealt with or dismissed or or those type of things. And, and that's just true. What I think we're seeing because of COVID is that people with mental health issues, that's those things are getting exacerbated, but in different ways. We're seeing a higher rate tick up in suicides and other things because now there, there's isolation you know, and the, the people are not where they used to be, right? It's it's harder to pin down. You can't kill a bunch of kids if they're not at school. You know, right. there's a lot of things that are going on. Do I think there'll still be mass shootings? Yes. I think the mass shootings that happened in this country wasn't because people were mad at the fact that the person they wanted to get elected wasn't elected because it was happening when Obama was in as a president. And there wasn't such a strong feeling a, a, about McCain, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's different. The, but the feelings behind people feeling 
uh, isolated, forgotten, disenfranchised, uh, those things are going to still exist regardless of who's president. And I think that we will return to some remnants of that. But I don't think it's because they're just white nationalists wanting to kill, you know, just people of color, because that's not what we've seen in every match. Well, and I don't. Yeah. And I don't think that it's I don't think that it's people of color. I think that it's ideology. And I think that it's you know, I think it, I mean, the FBI or, you know, um, uh, Homeland Security said the number one threat to threat in the United States is white male, white nationalists, um, you know, and, and the fact that those those are the perpetrators generally of of, you know, murder and mass murder in this country. So that that's why I brought that up. But I want to get back to um, I don't know. I don't know the facts on that. I have to yeah. research that. So I want to get back to the uh, to uh, the exiting uh, administration and the fact that um, so Michael Flynn was pardoned. And there's a lot of talk about um, about preemptive pardoning of himself and his family members and some. You can't pardon friends. yourself. Uh, well, you, can't you know, pardon, you can't pardon. I've yourself. been a lot of the. You know, that's been that's been the word on the word in. in but Washington. you can't pardon. You cannot pardon yourself. That there's a conflict there. He can pardon his. And you cannot pardon somebody that doesn't have a crime against them. So the crimes have to actually be in file. There's no such thing as preemptive pardoning. No, you cannot. No, you have to pardon somebody after they have been uh, convicted of something. And at this case, this you can't put one in your back pocket to save for later. Uh, I think people. What I don't like about the media, and I know you constantly love to watch it, is that they like to hypothesize about what could be or what couldn't be or what they think he might be doing. And at this point, it's like a runaway uh, fear train that I feel well, some like of this just, stuff, is stuff that he said himself that he's, but he's on he said doing, the whole so bunch of stuff not just the, like there's you know. fraud in the election. I mean, he says whatever comes to his right, head that right. makes him seem. So I, I really don't, I don't know who in their right mind is not taking this with a grain of salt at this point. So mm-hmm. he could say, I'm the greatest, I'm Superman. Are we all going to think he's Superman? I don't know. I mean, everyone's got to use their common sense, but it does make for good, uh, I, I guess, debates on TV, you know, oh, so absolutely. that you can see people spar on the conservative and the and the liberal side. But I, I, he can't preemptively pardon himself. You can't save it. You can't put a piece of paper. I mean, the next president could rip it up and say you're not pardoned. Right. I mean, it's just, but, but there's no that- charges against them. Um, well, there's, I think, okay. So if there are pending indictments, um, then, okay. You answered my question. They're pending. Um, so if, uh, so you think that there's a huge concern on his, on, 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 in his world that as soon as, uh, January 20th, 12 noon passes that he's going to be getting hit with, uh, he's going to be indicted. I don't I think that people around him potentially will be indicted. Do I think that the United States is going to go so far as to indict a past president? I I, mm-hmm. I don't think they will. I think that um, I think that they will, you know, investigate all around him and not mm-hmm. potentially Ivanka and Jared Kushner and, and their camps could end up being um, investigated and potentially indicted. But I don't know that it would be in the United States' best interest to indict a past president. And I, I, we haven't really seen that before. So I don't really, um, 
Well, it's interesting because I think that I saw that the closest thing to it, um, and it was like you said, he didn't actually get indicted, was Bush one. And um, and it was for the contra cost. Uh, I'm sorry, um, contra uh, scandal. And what he ended up doing was he uh, on his way out, he pardoned a bunch of people, but he could, obviously couldn't pardon himself. And the Department of Justice did not uh, pursue him, pursue an indictment against him mm-hmm. as a former president. So you may be right. And, and we may uh, he may be able to, again, slippery, slippery slippery get out of his uh out of i mean even if even if we put him in jail honestly even if we put him in jail let's let's just go there if you put him in jail he's not he's so he's very old yeah i i I mean he's not that old he's 70 what 73 74 years old that's old i'm sorry i know we're getting closer but that's still old and he he probably has a good 20 years left to live if if that so It's not, you know what I mean? It, it's, I don't know. I, I, well, I'm not I don't gonna know put a time clock on him, but. Right. And there's so many things. I mean, there's so many things for the new administration to have to deal with right now. I mean, there's a world of things that they have to deal with that um, he may, he may not uh, be. I, a, I do a think picture. his taxes are going to come to light and it, they will be exposed and he potentially mm-hmm. could face, uh, he might have to pay taxes back or some kind of stuff like that civil issues might arise but do i think they're going to indict him as far as criminal indictment no mm-hmm. okay all right that's interesting and i know that part of his plan for uh for the number of federal judges and and even his supreme court justice uh choices were in some way just because of who he is was to uh potentially put some kind of protection around him if he was to be, uh, you know, charged with anything afterwards. But, um, you know, these are but supposed to be career people and they're supposed to be, you know, supposed to do their jobs. But we've seen what's happened. Yeah. So but here's the thing, guys, even if he was he he put those federal judges in their in their seats and all that, where he committed his crimes is where he has to be tried. So if he didn't put federal judges in New York right. and he wasn't able to, you know, if he committed crimes in D.C., if that's not where the judges are, it doesn't really matter. There's a federal judge in California, a federal judge you put somewhere else. It -hmm. really isn't going to help you. And then the Supreme court guess, but the case would have to get all the way up there. And it doesn't, if you're not the sitting president, a case doesn't automatically go to the Supreme court. He would have to go through the court system. So yes, I mean, he might've been smart in ways, but I don't think he, you can outsmart everything. And I don't think, Honestly, that the people around him are as they're smart, but I don't think they're that smart. So, right. <laughs> especially Giuliani and his. Oh his boy! Hair. Okay, yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad that you uh, you brought that up just for a little comic relief. Um, I'm sure you, since you mentioned it, you saw the uh, the sweaty hair dye situation dripping down the side of his face and him looking. Absolutely crazy. Did you see the uh, did you see the young lady that he had um, uh, testified in front of uh, whatever panel, um, congressional panel about the uh, fraud? She had she was uh, she was really challenging the. uh, The representative there, the blonde. The yeah, I, I never, I didn't. We see did our that. whole thing on. You remember our Karen, our Karen and Ken uh, 
episode and 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 she was like the perfect young version of that um in that you know on on that day and it was it was actually pretty funny to me and the way that I she didn't did. see it I heard it went viral and I heard she also got found that she w- was lying so yeah. that wasn't good on her part um, Giuliani and the other lawyer that they first said was associated with them and then said they weren't wasn't associated with them. The I woman. forgot what her name is, the one that has yeah. conspiracy theories. And she was going on prime time saying that she was part of the White House legal team. And then they basically she got too crazy and said that it was a plot against this and that. And then they were they acted like they didn't know her. Right, um, I just find right. it to be a very troubling. Um, Giuliani has a practice law in over 27, 30 years, they were saying that he doesn't really know how to address the court. Um, We're not even sure that he ever has been in court. Just because you practice law doesn't mean you've gone in front of judges. He doesn't seem to know how to object properly. He doesn't know what section of evidence to state. I mean, it's like a kangaroo. Or just facts, period. First of all, no one needs to put, I mean, I just dyed my hair, but I don't think if it's not permanent dye, don't you don't need to put that spray dye in if you're going to be under lights and pressure. I just don't think that that was a good look. I mean, everybody knows you're old already, so you don't need to dye your hair darker. Um, now he has COVID. Yes, I did see that. Which I don't wish on anybody, but it's just, you know... So many people have gone down with this. It's a show, man. It's... It's a daily, it. just ridiculous, and and you know I don't blame you. I'm I'm as you said I'm I'm somewhat addicted to, to uh, it's to not it. healthy. And um, you know it, it's become. I think that there was a certain level of anxiety that I would I would feel from it, um, for probably four years, but I would say the last uh, last couple months it has been uh, more comedy than anything. I think after the election, it has really been almost. Saturday Night Live in real life um, from the from the uh, the four seasons landscaping uh, location that they that they you know, they were supposed to do something at the four seasons and ended up being at the four seasons landscaping in front of a brick wall and and a, a porn shop, I think, right next door to, you know, to the the young, you know, Karen that we talked about um, that was exposed to Giuliani's. Uh, dripping hair dye and uh you know and just watching him there there he was doing the whole covid i mean he was doing the whole thing about the fraud with the elections and watching him on camera blow his nose wipe his hands and his mouth with the same thing and you're like now he has covid i thought he had covid then cuz he, he gave have. it to himself the way that it was he probably didn't <laughs> give it to himself but you well, know, that that was the nastiest going, thing that I've seen in a long time with them wiping his mouth with the with the same um, handkerchief right. that he just blew his nose with and wiped his I forehead. Just, with. What what astounds me? COVID and, soup. And, well, whatever. But I mean, it would be his own germs. So I don't know where he got COVID from. But the thing is, is that I just don't understand how people who have had a political career, who have gone through law school, who have practice law, who have had military careers, all of these people, I just don't understand why they are willing to go down for this situation and take their whole 
ship and sink with them. Now, guess will you get book deals after this? Yes. Will you get maybe a, a crazy podcast? Who knows? Uh, could you be on some kind of TV commentary? I don't know. For laughs, they might take you seriously and put right. you on there. I don't know. But the end goal, like, I just don't understand why you would be that decorated. And for this particular administration or for this particular man, you would throw away all of your accolades and all of your that all that respect and all of the things that you've accomplished Yes. to be part of this circus. It just it's astonishing to me. And it literally and I don't I'm not calling Trump Hitler, but it literally reminds me of Adolf Hitler yeah. and propaganda that basically took hold of people and they continued to follow that man down the rabbit hole and and pretty much at their own demise it's yeah. just so because it's crazy. not at his demise and that's the whole thing is that is that they've you know they've seen all the way back that you know he cut you loose and and save himself every single time so i don't i don't oh he's the king of firing yeah he and and you. But and and not, you know, and, you know, unless he pardons everybody, you know, Roger Stone and everybody else, he's he's he let you know, you're going to fall on your fall on yourself. And I'm going to you know, he's going to slip out of it and keep it keep it moving. I, I you know, I'm glad you brought that up because that has been a um, a question of mine for this whole kind of this whole circus. And that has just been, you know, how do these people who are are like you said, respected professionals in their fields, uh, military and all, um, you know, fall into this, fall into this, this, this thing. I'm like, does he, you know, where's the power? Does he have on them? Does he, does he, well, does he, does he, is he going to expose them? Cause you know, he's good for that. He, is he, is there something that they're afraid he's going to expose? No. Is there, is there, is there a favor? Like what kind of favor is he going to be able to give them? After he's out of the out of office, like what what is the, like you said know. the end game? I I mean some of it I think they get caught up because I think in the beginning they do have a principle or something that they're standing for, mm-hmm. but sooner or later because they stood on that side, I feel like they 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 almost like they detour from their principle and then they just go down this crazy train. You know, like if if somebody says, if they say to you, well, you know that they have not proven any fraud in previous elections. Right. Instead of saying, well, that might be true. But in this particular election, due to the type of election it is, we just want to make sure it's fair. That's not the sentence that comes next. It is. There is fraud in elections because we just think it's so. And, And that's where I think that the crazy click. Like, I, that's where I'm like, okay. And I hope that no other administration, whether it be Republican or Democrat, ever feels the need or the pressure or the smear campaign that might follow, that they don't feel like deviating from something that the White House said, the White House has said, or the president has said, or the press secretary has said, or the far right or the far left has said, isn't a good that's why we're in a democracy. It's why you're in a free country. It's why you have free speech. It's because you should be able to think freely, independently, exactly. and not be a robot. I just don't understand where the robot situation gets clicked on. And like I said, I, I'm not saying he's Hitler, but I'm saying in Adolf Hitler's time, there was a lot of propaganda 
the type of same similar thing, make America great again. It was like a propaganda machine that he had that he rolled. And before long, people who didn't believe what he believed started to believe what he believed and started selling the propaganda and then started making people get in line. And that's what I think is interesting because as, as somebody who studied sociology, just looking at the the social climate of what has been created in the situation right now that would, you know, lead to this is is very interesting. And I really hope that historians or sociologists do a study on what exactly happened oh, under they this. Will. They absolutely this will. This will be studied for. Yeah, this will be studied for years and years and years to come. And and the fact that he has mobilized a. Uh, section of the population that are literally so far away from him and his reality. You know, he's, 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 while he is, you know, um, golfing on his, you know, private golf courses, you know, these folks are out here in the streets, you know, not eating, not having, you know, they're, they're, they're not having, um, you know, their, their jobs have been lost. Many of them, they're, you know, all the pains of society and, and, and the economy that could be they are suffering from. And yet they're like, this is our guy and he's on the golf course. So it's so it's such a crazy thing to me because it's not even there's not even like a connection between them and him, except for the rhetoric and the hype that he creates, you know, creates around them. Um, so it, it's a trip. And I and I want to switch to real quick to to back to Georgia, because. Um, you know, we talked about robots and, you know, I think that to a certain degree, Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, was a robot of his. And it wasn't until recently when, you know, they certified Georgia going blue on, you know, with the presidential election that now, you know, even as of yesterday, you know, Trump called Brian Kemp hapless and spineless and all this other, you know, all this just talked so terribly about his guy, you know, who he was I don't, you know, saying but, stuff like he's, he's he's upset that he even endorsed him and all this other stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, but I think he didn't fold. But I think that that's a fallacy. Here's the deal. What's, the, what's the, part deal, the fallacy? We, that he said that uh, stuff? Present, no, no, no. Oh, that, okay. a, that a Brian Kemp or a or a uh, Gavin Newsom, or you know, a oh, yeah. uh, 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 Cuomo. It's it, when you're trying to get to office, and you're a Democrat, you're and you're running a big state or something like that. I think it's it's not easy to get the president behind you, but it's not so hard. And right. I'm not saying that they're friendly or they know each other, other than hey, you can come to you. I'll run right, fundraising right. dinners, yeah. or you can come and do. Uh, some of your rally campaigns here. Um, I, I think it's nothing more than that. I don't think they're besties. I don't think well, they talk. Yeah, no, of course, and, of course. And so I don't think like Brian had any real skin in the game when it came to him. Maybe he liked his policies. Maybe he didn't. But what we're seeing with this particular uh, scenario is that many of them are so fearful of his power in America at this point mm -hmm. that they're not wanting to deviate from anything he does or says. And if you do stand up and say, okay, enough's enough. And I, I think some it. of them did, 
Some of them said, okay, look, what are we saying about democracy? And I, I grew up and wanted to be a politician because I believed in this government and the, and this constitution and the way that we have a free country. And at this point it's getting a little too far and I'm not going to go your way. I have to go the way, the right way, because if I don't, I'm going to unravel democracy as a whole, which is how I began my whole tirade on, on this situation. I think some people are politicians, but they're not politicians to the point where they believe he's going to be, there's going to be forever Trumpers. Now there might be a Ivanka Trump in the future. Mm. There, there, or Kushner, her real name is Ivanka Kushner, right? Mm-hmm. Well, probably, but there might be other, I don't know about the sons though. Cause <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but 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 someone might come up as a political person with the last name Trump. Right. Who knows in the future? Um, and I do think there's something to be said about the power and the the feeling that he did invoke. Um, and 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 we talked about that a little bit on the other podcast. Is that there's there's things that Democrats need to open their eyes to because there was far too many people that voted that did not feel like they're they're opinions and their um, things that are important to them were being represented on that side of the house. Right. So, man, that was a lot. That was, that was, that was pretty robust. I I, I didn't know we were going to go that deep, but I, I'm glad we did. The other part of it is, is this, uh, you know, this Senate runoff. If um, January 5th in Georgia, uh, folks will be voting for either Warnock and, Ossoff or uh, the incumbents, and um, and so uh, you know that's a that's that's a full fledged thing. I just watched tonight the um, the debate, and I know you're shaking your head because you don't watch that stuff. But I just watched the debate between Kelly Loeffler, I think Loeffler, I think I said her name right, and uh, and Raphael Warnock, and it was a very interesting um, debate, just for the sake that. Uh, you know, I watched I watched um, on the Republican side, really, you know, if you if you're down here, you see the the ads, right, like every five minutes yeah. and to watch her literally do the ad over and over and over and over for every question. She called him radical Raphael Warnock 20,000 times. And she called him a socialist and she called him all this stuff. And she literally, literally verbatim said exactly what was in in the ads. Like she had memorized the ads and that was her answers to most of the questions. And then, you know, and and on the on the converse of that, um, he's trying to, you know, clearly state, you know, what's going on. He's talking about her and her um you know, her investments and the fact that she made money off of people's pain and and COVID you know, during COVID pandemic and all this kind of stuff. And so, you know, just kind of this, it was really, really a trip to, to watch and nothing that, you know, we haven't seen before, obviously, but um, before we move on, I just want to say January 5th, folks need to get out there and vote. It will put um, the country in a interesting place. If, uh, if also those seats go blue, because then it will be, I believe, what, 50 seats to 50 seats or something like that? Or it'll be something split down the middle, it'll, won't it? It'll, no, it'll be, I think, 51. Will it be 51? To, okay. To 49 if both of them 
win. But right. if only one of them wins on the Democratic side and one on the Republican, it would be split right down the middle. And the Mitch McConnell president. will still, well, Mitch McConnell will still stay stay the speaker. Okay. And so, and so you have to, in order for him to, for you to flip the Senate, you have to, both of them have to win. Right. And right. that may or may not happen. And from the, from the reason why you're even having a runoff is that none of them won more than 50% of the vote right. when you, when everybody voted in November. So um, for you in Georgia, it's a, it's a big deal and you Absolutely. guys are being inundated and you're at the center of the world right now. Um, but for everywhere else, we, we know what's going on in Georgia, but Georgia, but it, obviously it's not our, I mean, well, it's our, we're invested it is, it is federally. We want to make, yeah. but we just want to make sure that, um, Biden and Harris is, are not lame ducks and that they are able to pass some of the things, relief packages and all kinds of other things um, without so many op- oppositions, because we did see a lot of bipartisan behavior. Um, and because the Congress was Democratic majority and the Senate was, uh, you know, Republican majority. The problem is, is that the, a bill goes through one of them and can pass, but then it goes, the other one gets stopped. And that's what we right. saw constantly in the last uh, four years, right? We, we saw a little bit of that, you know, a lot of compromising having to happen and sometimes in very strange ways, because, you know, we've talked about this before, but in bills and um, different things that end up on the Senate fo- floor, there are things that get snuck in as compromises and sections of a bill that have nothing to do with coronavirus, right? right. It could have something to do with like um, broadband in section sure. 22 sure. for, you know, because that was the compromise that they stuck in. And if it passed, then everything passed, including what you gave up so that you got that vote. That's so, you know, um, House of Cards, if anyone has ever seen that, is a really good show. And it really goes into, although it's kind of dark, it really shows you the intricate workings of how um, the Senate and the Congress work and how they do um, kind of these trade. Deals get done. Yeah, how these deals get done. Um, the other interesting thing, though, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but if there is a uh, kind of even split, doesn't the deal or the tiebreaker goes to the vice president of the United States, correct? Well, it depends because the president also has veto power. If something that gets passed, they right. can veto it. So uh, if, if it's split down the middle, yes, there's like a there's like an extra layer that the vice president can, can be in the middle of it. It's just not popular, though, because your senators and your congresspeople represent – they're your state representatives, right? So you don't want a situation where things are being shoved and forced down the American people's throat and, again – like we talked about before, it was very clear in this election that still over 71,000 people, I mean, a million people voted for uh, President Trump. And, and so that tells you that you shoving something down could further lead to more um, division right after this administration is is done. And so we don't that's not that's not the. That's, That's the, not the not way the that we want. Ground. Right, right. It's not the way that we want to go, but it does. It does present a uh, a position of power for the vice president or vice president elect uh, to come in to to determine certain things. Um, and and it's funny because I started to mention earlier about the seventy. I think it's even up to seventy five million votes that went uh, 
to uh, 45. And the funny thing about that is that none of those votes obviously okay. are fraudulent, right? Well, it depends <laughs> on who, who you're asking, but right. um, I mean, it, it, that's what I'm not asking for a recount ask. or recall on any of those votes though. Yeah. I'm I don't want to re I mean, we talked about this a lot, but I, but the thing is, is that when we're talking about recounts, the thing is, is that uh, there were states where there was a clear majority where he had won the majority of the votes and those states never got questioned. It was only the states where it could be, he lost, you right. know, flipped, right, where he yep. lost and they were div div dis deciding factors. But all the other states where he clearly lost exactly. very early in the evening, there's no questioning, right, right. because it was right. just already decided. But the ones that came down to the end of the evening or were, you know, pretty close are the ones that are in. And dispute. So only their systems are right, right. Are jacked and everybody else's works just fine. Exactly. It's just super crazy. Super crazy. All right. So we don't have much time left, but I, I wanted to, you know, just talk a little bit about, you know, kind of the craziness and and with the with the COVID updates that we're seeing and the fact that um, we've hit over a million cases um, in the United States that there are you know, closer to 300,000 deaths at this point. And, um, and the statistics are just going crazy. And the fact that we do have, uh, have heard that we have a, um, a vaccine coming soon. Um, but just personally, um, you know, it's really interesting because as tightly held as I have uh, with my children in my household, both of my kids um, ended up testing positive for COVID. And we, it's been an interesting ride in our household where we've we've had the opportunity, well, not the opportunity, but have been forced to um, quarantine them in their own rooms. Uh, it's been a daily me running up and down the stairs and, and, you know, my wife running up and down the stairs, bringing food and, you know, and and, uh, you know, medication and just kind of trying to get them uh, nursed back to health. Um, Are they doing better now? Oh yeah, they're doing much better. Um, Jordan actually just tested negative uh, yesterday or day before, um, so she's ready to get back to you know whatever somewhat normal life is uh, during this time. And Samara is feeling much better, and she should be uh, she should be out of her room sometime in the next couple of days. So, um, and we'll get her tested again too. Um, fortunately, I have consistently tested negative. Um, every time that I've gone. So uh, I'm, you know, promoting and pushing for everybody to keep their immune systems up as high as possible, you know, take the necessary uh, vitamins and, and, you know, get you some vitamin D from the sun outside if you can, if the weather permits and, you know, do what you can to stay healthy because it is, uh, it is still, it's still going and it's going, um, you know, we're, we're entering what they're calling a very dark winter. So, uh, and then you guys, I just saw have just received a new lockdown, right? 33 million people, I think in California are going well, to be starts locked tomorrow. Up. Yes. Yeah. Through January. Um, and it's only in counties where the ICU beds are, um, I think above 15%. Okay. Um, so San Diego is one of the counties. Los Angeles is one of the counties. Um, but I, I, day, think, I think San Francisco and, and San Francisco. Yeah. But not every 
not every, not all of California is locked down. Only okay. Southern California and part of Northern California is locked down. And it's because we um, had saw an increase. Luckily, in the neighborhoods and the surrounding neighborhoods around my house, it's less than 1% in San Diego. So oh, I happen okay. to be lucky that all of the neighborhoods around this particular area, I live in, Car in Carmel Mountain, mm. um, are less than 1% and have had the lowest consistent COVID rates out of any place in San Diego. But regardless, I think that um, many people... Um, and in many states, you know, wearing masks and being socially distant, people started relaxing. People uh, had Thanksgivings, right? Yep. They had people over. over they, a million, two million people, something like that, flew. Um, to they visit go to family. dinner in, indoors. They've been going out to dinner indoors. They've been, mm -hmm. I don't do all that. I really don't do all that. I, I had a birthday party I could have went to right. last night. I just chose not to do it. And it was outside. I just don't. I just, I, I mean, I'm knock on something because you yes. never know where you're going to pick it up, but, yeah. but you know, whether you're, you're taking your vitamins or boosting your immune systems, it's all yeah. great. But I really don't think that if it's going to get you, you, it might get you. So you just got to be as cautious. As that's real. No, that's real. And, and, uh, and, you know, I mean, even for, you know, my daughter, my oldest um, ended up getting it. Well, we think um, she got it from, um, cheerleading uh, and they were socially distanced and they were wearing masks and everything else. And so, um, so, but we think that that may be where it came from. And then I think for they were a fact, still letting them cheerlead. Yeah, but they have very limited, you know, very limited attendance. And there's, they, they, you know, they put, you know, I mean, we are in Georgia, so they, they opened up a lot of things and, and uh, you know, to that point, we are still, um, we had the choice to send our, our kids to school. We here, we have a choice to send our kids mm -hmm. to school or let them continue virtually. Uh, we decided um, even before any of this happened to keep them virtual throughout the entire rest of the school year, most likely. And, um, and so, yeah, so, but I think that unfortunately once Jordan was positive, I think that uh, Samara got it probably from Jordan. Um, uh, and that just, I'm, I'm very surprised out. you didn't get it. Yeah, because your kids kiss you, and I know I, I thought for affected. sure you would you would have got it. Yeah, but I that's yeah. why I just left you alone. Yeah, I just didn't know what was going yeah, on, no, and, that, and that's why you know that's part of why we're doing this check in and kind of just getting re, uh, you know restarted on the on this thing for you know for those who are listening. Um, they don't know you guys break. get an episode every week. I make sure you get an episode every yep, week, regardless yep, of what's yep. going on. It's all good. Um, so, um. So, yeah, so we covered pretty much, you know, the things that I thought would be good to check in on. I, um, you know, really appreciate you for hanging in there and, you know, giving giving me a little break. Like you said, although people don't really know because we still had episodes pumping out uh, every week as we will continue to do so. Um, but we're really looking, I'm really looking forward to uh, the new year and seeing what's to come. Uh, any special plans for you for and and I probably this is a rhetorical question, but anything um, for the holidays that you're uh, you're, you're no, thinking, anything you know, special on your on your on your Christmas list if you celebrate Christmas um, that you know that you you like to see happen virtually. No, you know I just am always thankful for my health, and I'm very blessed. I have a great job. I you know do well. And, yeah. and I just I just continue to hope that that, you know, despite this COVID thing um, continues. But 
you know, I, I just hope that people, um, I, I know that we have COVID fatigue. I know it's hard being right. away from your families. I know you guys have traditions that this year seem hopeless, but I think that people got a little bit fatigued to the point where the guards started to come down. Cause I could see right. everybody out on the street. Yeah. Um, everything's packed, you know, um, it's just, we're almost at the finish line of at least having the option of taking a vaccine, which we're going to have to have a whole another uh, podcast yeah, on the vaccine yeah, situation. Yeah. But, but we're at a point where there's a tipping point, right. And we're actually going to see in the next eight weeks, the UK get the vaccine and we'll be able to see, um, you know, and I've done some research on, on some of the synthetic vaccines versus, uh, the third vaccine that they're mm-hmm. rushing through. So I'm really excited to talk about that. But for the anti-vaxxers and the people who d- are scared and the Tuskegee experiment sure. that has yes. hard yes. all the black yes. people. Yeah. But I, we're almost there. So I say if you don't get to have Christmas in December, then you just have it in June. <laughs> like, well, don't. That makes sense. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Don't like, you know, it's not worth it at this point to me. To have a, a memory, I guess, you know, at the expense of somebody's health. I mean, I don't know how bad it was for your daughters, but everyone that I know who's who's had it have just ex- described it as very, very excruciating pain and a lot of fear that goes along with it, just not knowing how their body's going to react to it. So, well, I tell you the the you know, I'm I am very um, thankful that they both have very, you know, I would I would consider pretty light. Um, lightweight symptoms and and you know really we treated it um, treated it with just you know at home with basic thing I think I called the the doctor's office one time just to get some advice um, but I will tell you that one of the things that is concerning is you know any kind of residual effects um, mm-hmm. you know down the road we've we've already you know talked to the doctor about doing some checkups and some stuff after you know kind of towards the end of, I guess, this whole thing and getting them checked out and see if there's anything that, uh, that impacted them. There's some things that I've heard that is, that has been impactful for children who have, uh, you know, gone through it. And, uh, and so we will be checking those things out. So I'll give you guys an update on that, you know, obviously as we go on, because I'm sure there's, you know, many children out there, um, school-aged children, I think across the country who have, uh, who have been, who's tested positive and, you know, gone through some of the symptoms and, you know, hopefully made it out the other, other side. But um, I think you're right. I think the whole vaccine uh, discussion, which I was going to bring up, but I, I think that's an entire that's a total show. Yeah. Um, because you I have to get a doctor on. on that. You, I agree. I agree. We'll get, we'll definitely get a special guest for that one. And, um, you know, this was a good discussion. I appreciate your time and, and uh, energy. And this is the Cogent Code podcast. And uh, join us again for the next one. What you going to? What, 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 what you going to? What you, what you going to? I see, 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 I see